welcome everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the Centennial Road, the Sea Road Community Podcast. I'm Jason hosting our conversation tonight and here's what we're doing. We are having a great number of conversations with a variety of people from our church board around our latest series from the book of James and just picking their brains, their thoughts on what is speaking to them, how we can get to know them a little bit, and so much more. And today, I'm really excited to be on this podcast with Norm Vandell. Norm, hello. Hello, Pastor Jason. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Hey, really quick question. I didn't send this to you before, but has somebody ever mispronounced your last name and said like Vandell instead of Vandell? Often. Often. And I do correct people because... I do not like being termed a vandal, yeah. and so I correct them and uh, say it's Vandell, and right away people say, oh, sorry, it's Mr. Vandell or whatever, but uh, yes, I, uh, I don't like to be termed a vandal because I am not that type of person. Exactly. I, I, I was curious about that because my last name also ends in E and two L's, E-L-L. We get frizzle all of the time. But it's okay. the pronunciation for our last name name is actually Frizz L. It's Frizz L and, and just like Vandell. So one thing that you and I have in common, people mispronounce our last names. But another thing that we have in common, we both are fathers of five children. Yes, that's correct. Fathers of five children. Now, I'll ask you a question that I get asked. Did you start out thinking, oh, yes, we're going to have five kids. This is going to be our size of family. Or is it something that just God blessed you with over time? Never in the world did I ever dream of having five kids. So (laughs) this, if you want to call it a God thing, it certainly is because God had to work in my heart and God blessed me with five children. Um, it's something that I would have never, ever dreamed of. That's a great answer and a very similar answer to how I would answer it as well. You know, um, so it's awesome to be a part of a big family. There's lots of love, lots of conversations, lots of things to learn. Tell us a little bit more about who Norm is. So where did you grow up? Do you have any siblings? And maybe like what was your favorite job that you ever had in your working career? Um, well, first of all, I, uh, I grew up in a family with only two children, myself and my older and my younger brother. Um, we grew up in a small town and way up north in northern Alberta in the Peace River country. Mm-hmm. My father and my mother were both of French origin. And um, we, uh, we grew up in a small town community of about the size of Athens, about a thousand people, a farming community. And um, we lived there, I lived there for approximately 18 years of my life. Then I, I wanted to see the world. I've always been someone who has been quite independent and always had to get Bigger answers answered. I mean, I lived in a small town all my life and I knew there was more to life and I knew I had to get away from my small town for me to grow. And lo and behold, I had a lot of growing to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, throughout my, my whole life, I just see how God has 
touched me and guided me and led me. And even though I made tons of mistakes, uh, he was faithful in, in just touching my life. You asked me about the favorite job that I had. I've always loved learning. So I guess the best job I had was a job that I was my own business and that was landscaping. I always loved working outside in the outdoors, always loved being creative, always loved um, making something nice out of nothing. And um, I really enjoyed that. That was my, and two, it just gave me time to, as I was working outside, to just enjoy what God put around me. And uh, I always loved that. Um, so that would have been my best job. But I did love just about any job that I had because I find what makes the job interesting as well as the job is the people you associate with. Hmm. Um, you meet all kinds of people and you, uh, you connect with some people and you connect with not some others, but it's just the experience of it's a great big world out there and there are many people out there and it's just very interesting how you can just enjoy a job with the people you work with. And so uh, I've had a lot of different jobs and doesn't matter how terrible they could have been if I would have been working on a farm and shoveling pig manure. To me, mm -hmm. that still would have been okay if I would have had some people that were interesting. Yeah. So I think a great deal of my jobs, I just enjoy the different people that I work with. Yeah, I love that. That's a great perspective because you're right. God is so creative in how he has, he's put a whole bunch of us on this planet at the same time. Lots of different backgrounds and ideas and thoughts and uh, you name it. And to, to be a, a student of people, that's pretty awesome in mm -hmm. learning, getting to learn from them. Um, you know, a, welcoming different ideas in a conversation and then, you know, growing from the exchange of information and you name it. That's super fun. I'm going to have to ask you this. You, you called yourself a world traveler. So of all the places that you've lived, knowing that Brockville is probably the best, what's another place that you've lived that you've just, it, it's a must visit once we get past this pandemic. If nobody's been there, they've got to go see it. Or if they have to live somewhere else that's not Brockville, this would be a next option. Well, that's a good question because I there's always aspects of some of the of the world I love for this or for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But I did we did live um, for about 15 years in the Okanagan Valley in Kelowna, BC, and at the time that we lived there, I loved it. It was fantastic, beautiful weather. Of course, I was in the, in the uh, highlight of, of my life in my mid-30s. I had my, cons my construction or my landscaping business. Um, and uh, it was just beautiful. And all that lakes and rivers and nature and, and fruit trees. And mm -hmm. just, uh, of course, the fellowship. We grew there. We were saved. In Kelowna, we had very um, good discipling in the word, in the faith. And um, so that would have been 
And my and I still have my brother that lives there. He still lives in the Okan Valley, in the Okanagan Valley in Kelowna. So as far as another place to live, um, it hasn't really crossed my mind where I'd like to live, but to travel, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I sure have a lot of places on my mind uh, I'd like to travel. If I get to do them, great. If I don't, great. I don't uh, struggle with having to do it. I just, if we can, that's just a, a blessing in a way, but uh um, yeah, Kelowna was a good place. I, I loved Kelowna. Yeah, that's good stuff. I completely understand. I'm a Western Canadian boy, so Kelowna, I know what it's like. Lots of fruit trees, mountains, lakes, good stuff like that, as Norm was saying. And so if you've never had the chance to go visit, put that on your bucket list. And as Norm said, if you get the opportunity to travel post-pandemic, whatever the, the world looks like as we reopen and move forward past COVID-19. Uh, it's something that you won't regret going and picking fresh fruit. And it, it, it's kind of like Southwestern Ontario, but you've got mountains involved and it's, it's really kind of fun from that perspective. Hey, Norm, you've been a part of our church for, for quite a, a long time and I've really enjoyed getting to know you. This being your second year, consecutive year on our, our local board of administration. And you know we're in this series from James. We just walked through this past weekend um, a conversation on James chapter 2. And Pastor Roger was preaching and he led us through that. James chapter 2 talks about two big things, favoritism and kind of faith and action. And so what has that meant to you on a personal level? How have you been shaped by that part of, of James or those two themes in your life? Well, um, it, there's a side of me that always um, has a heart or has a, has a heart, I guess, and has a, just a touch for people who are down and out or cast out or just uh, life hasn't treated them fair or so they say life hasn't treated them fair or whatever. Uh, when I was in Kelowna, I was um, from our church. I was the representative to the Kelowna Gospel Mission, hmm. and as any gospel mission, it's a, a place where transients come by, and they live for a couple days or a couple weeks, or and of course the word is being fed to them. They get free meals and. And some of them stay for a little while longer. Some of them move on. So I had the opportunity uh, representing our church. I just felt God was touching my heart to not only represent our church, but with the landscape company that I had, the little business that I had, I was hoping that I could be help helping them by taking some of them and providing work for them. Mm. And, and I did that. It had many challenges, believe me. It had many challenges taking uh, some people who have diverse backgrounds of different um, situations in life that wasn't good to try and just be helpful in promoting them to, to, to work and to earn a good pay or a good uh, day's pay. And um, 
So my, my heart went out to these people and, and even uh, at Christmas, as always, they have the great big Christmas meal. And I can always remember bringing our two oldest kids there for a Christmas dinner. And of course, I had asked them if they could serve. And to them, that was a big eye opener because, I mean, we came from, we had a family situation where we had a nice home and we had meals on the table and, and we had every provision we could think of. And uh, for them to see um, the other side, maybe you could call it, uh, of people who are down and out and cast out and have no hope and and uh, to be serving, that was a real eye-opener for my kids. And for me, it was a real eye-opener in a lot of things, a lot of ways. I've always had a heart for compassion for people who are hurting like that. Um, I, uh, so if, if you're asking about favoritism, well, I, I try and keep my, I guess, I, I don't try and, and judge these people. I can always remember an instance where I had one guy, um, he came and we were just talking, we were working during the day and, and uh, of course he was an alcoholic and he just said, you know, I've, I've tried to kick the habit um, and I, I just struggle, I just struggle. But he said to me, he said, but you know, I still believe in Jesus Christ. Mm. I love Jesus. Um, he said, I'm not perfect, and I struggle a lot with my alcohol, and I still drink. But just to let him express that he still had uh, just a desire to know who Christ was in his life, um, just gave me that hope that maybe that hopefully um, in his life, he grew out of it, and he... Uh, saw who the Lord was personally in his life. So um, to show favoritism, I guess, when, when I, I try not to show favoritism, of course, mm -hmm. you, you get caught in situations too sometimes where, especially if you're a, if you're your own business and you have wealthy people who demand services from you, you show favoritism. Yeah, you do sometimes, yeah. but always remembering that um, you have to remember the other side and, you know, try and be compassionate and caring for those people as well. So it's, it's always something that um, I try to make sure I'm on the level with and be careful that I don't uh, show that favoritism to one side. Absolutely. Have your kids ever asked you this question as a father? Hey, dad, which one of us is your favorite? <laughs> I think I think they they did. Uh, I can't recall of any instance. I've always tried to uh, be the father that wouldn't have any favorites. Yeah. Um, although although you, you you know uh, quietly in your own heart you 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 can always sort of gravitate to one because they're they're all unique in God's eyes, right? Absolutely. And so um, just to Yes, I have been asked that, and I and my answer would be, um, you're all my favorite. There's not yeah. one that's that's any different than anybody else. I love you all. So that would have been my answer that I would have answered to them. 
Yeah, and and that's the exact answer that I think that God says about us. You know, he looks at each one of us, even on this podcast. There's two of us right now. There's you and there's me. And one of our listeners might gravitate more towards your voice or your stories or my voice or my stories. But in God's eyes, we're both equal. We're the same. And he loves us just as we are. And he loves us so much that he also wants us to be transformed by his love to become who's he's created us to be. And I love that theme that you were talking about as you're working with, uh, you know, the Union Gospel Mission, the Kelowna Gospel Mission, and people um, seemingly at the end of their rope or rock bottom, some might say, and needing a, a helping hand up and a helping hand forward and just loving them for who they are to the best of your ability. Um, that is a great representation of what it means to be a follower of Jesus and putting your faith into action, loving and living just like him. Um, is there anything else uh, that comes to mind just from uh, putting your faith into action concept? Um, a memory, a moment, maybe you saw this in another person growing up. They're like, ooh, I want to become like them because I see that Jesus actually matters away from Sundays in a, or in addition to Sundays? Does anything like that come to mind? Well, there's always special people in your life that do come to mind. Um, trying to pick not one over another, but trying to figure out which one I'd like to, to elaborate on or talk about. On I have a friend called Dave. And mm. to me, he is the greatest example of patience in a guy that I have ever seen. Um, when things are wrong, um, you will never see this guy upset or impatient with people. And to me, that, that's, a, that's a model that I try and strive for. And I know, you know, I, I definitely have my, my, if you'll call it my battles there, that's for sure. But um, that character of being like so patient and just uh, not wanting to put yourself first all the time, but always looking for the best in the other person. Um, that's something that I see Dave doing all the time. And it's something that he reminds me of that I could use more often. Mm. That's a really great example of faith in action. And Dave sounds like a great guy. Hopefully I'll get to meet him post pandemic. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Norm, thanks so much again for joining us tonight. I, it's been a really good time just to get to know you a little bit, toss some questions your way. Here's my last one, skill testing question. It's not math related or chemistry, so don't get worried. But you mentioned that you have some places you would love to potentially go travel to. Give us your top three. If, if this pandemic is gone tomorrow or whenever it happens to leave and we're able to travel again and all sorts of, you know, availability resources are there, your top three places that you would go, where would they be? Well, my wife loves castles. So where else you go to see castles but Europe? So I guess because my wife loves castles and, and I would enjoy seeing them as well, um, I would love to do that. 
another trip that I think I would love to do, I'd love to go back out west. The mountains out west to me remind me of the bigness of God. In, mm. And I'm sure, Pastor Jason, you've seen the western mountains as you yep. go into BC. So when you travel through that, um, I am just totally awestruck by the massiveness of these mountains. And it reminds me of how big God is. Um, I know you can look at the universe and say the same thing, but when you travel through the mountains, starting through Calgary, and then you go through, as you get closer to Banff and the mountains are just all around you, it's, yep. it's just something super. Uh, so the other trip I'd like to probably do would be, I'd love to travel out west. Uh, I've always thought of Alaska, or going up Yukon. And then the other trip would be going south. I'd like to see Arizona and the Badlands. I'd like to go through there. Um, I guess that would be the, I'm more of a nature person. Um, I, big cities don't excite me so much. I love to see nature and different types of nature. So I guess those would be the places that would interest me the most. That's awesome. I love that bucket list. They're good stuff. Arizona, great hiking, great outdoors. I would recommend a small little community called Sedona in that area. And it's like red rocks. It reminds you a little bit of the Western Canadian mountains on a smaller scale, but it's just, it's very unique topography and geography someplace to go. So Sedona, friends, that's where you're going to want to go and so many of the other places. Norm, thanks again for joining me on this podcast, this episode, as we've discussed James chapter two and just helped our listeners get to know you a little bit more. So when they see you, whenever we get back in person in church services or throughout the community, they, they see you around, they'll be like, hey, that's that guy, Norm. And I heard <laughs> him on a podcast. Well, I'm looking forward to Really, when this uh, this COVID thing will all be over, I'm looking for the greatest fellowship party at our church, the greatest celebration, because I think everybody is looking forward to that, Pastor Jason. Uh, absolutely. I'm right there with you, and I can't wait until that day. Hopefully, it's one day very soon. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcasts, whether that's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud so that you get a notification every time an episode goes live. It could be a sermon from a weekend service, or it could be a special episode just like the one that you've listened to. Thanks again, everybody. Know that you aren't alone. God loves you, and so do we. God bless.